Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, and welcome back to part two of Sunday Q&A, which hopefully is going to solve the upload speed problem. Um, if it's worked, it's worked. If not, hello, Monday. And next week, uh, plan B. Right, what if you're the CX sends you in to your own customer? Because this was weird. I did the video, and then the very same day, I had one shipper send me in to a shipper who I use, who uses me all the time. And I've gone in there, and I've gone, hello, I'm Alpha Couriers. And they've gone, no, you're not. <laughs> so it was a bit of a tricky one. There is a video out there. Um, Sean Gil Martin says, he says, picking up a job for Bob's Couriers going to, he says, customers have loose morals. They, they just learn to live with it. If it was me and I saw the job come up again and I was um, slightly in demand vehicle, I know what I'd do. Um, yeah, the, the customers do have loose morals. <laughs> it's true. You know, the way they'll go, well, we, we, need, we need your van. And then they'll cancel. And you're like, but that's what it is. <laughs> in, the, in the game that we're in, the courier game and in the shippers game, yeah, and if they suddenly think, I've, not, I've seen it happen before, and this one makes me smile, is when you've got a customer who obviously thinks the best way to get the money, or the cheapest money on a job, is to use not one career company, but four career companies. And as a result of which, you see on the CX, A careers, B careers, C careers, and D careers, all posting exactly the same job. And you think, yeah, you think you're going to like, you know, four different people to get the right price, and all four of those people are then going to exactly the same place to get the job off. You're just wasting three phone calls. So that does make me smile. <clears throat> C11 Yan says... Um, he said, done one on the CX where the pickup was my customer and was the, and as was the delivery customer. Uh, the shipper, based 200 miles away with none of his own vans, working for a separate company. The shipper said, I'd, I'd really like to do more work with X and Y. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> fairness, this is, again, the joy of the CX. If you're local... That's where you want to put your, your, your cards out, your, your flyers out, do the emails, do the phones, walk around to the places, not places that you've been into the CX, just distribution centres or I find little industrial estates work the best. Go around there, talk to people, try to get your own customer. But they're going to send you somewhere. They're going to send you from Dunstable to Blackpool or to Penzance or to Peterborough. You ain't going to know no one in Peterborough. That's where the CX comes in. The idea that thinking, yes, I'd love to have a load of customers out of Peterborough, well, if you have, you, you, it could happen, but it it's it tends to be for the big boys, I think. <laughs> I'd say start local, spread out. Um, Ganesh Bashira says, um, how about reaching out to businesses where you picked up things before, but um, but now you're going in your local area to expand your business? Would you consider that unethical or poaching? Um if you've been to a business where you've picked up before by someone on the CX, then yes, because someone else has sent you in there. And so it's their customer. And so if you sort of went, oh, I picked up from um, this place like a month ago, the one thing I have wondered, and I want some thoughts on this, what, for example, if you go into a business where, A, the shipper hasn't paid you for the job, 
Um, or B, the ship has gone out of business, and sometimes gone out of business and owes you money, then I see no problem then we're going back through your old PODs, contacting um, that customer and go, right, obviously A Couriers isn't working anymore, but we've been into you before, would you consider us? The only problem with that is, then you've got to ask yourself the question, why did A Couriers go out of business? And did he go out of business because the guy that you deliver, you, you know, the customer, didn't pay him, in which case, do you want him as a customer? Thoughts, guys. <laughs> you know, let's see where that one goes, shall we? Um, a Barton says, he said, I got a guy for CX about three years ago and gave him regular work. Then he went, he, then he went and gave out his cards and told my customers that he could do it 15% cheaper. So I got in touch with all the shippers in our area and we didn't give him any work. He had two vans on finance. Within three months, he was out of business. Serves him right. Because, like I said, when it happened to us, the one time it happened to us where we sent a guy off the CX into a local customer, and then they they, they give us a job, and we went, we, we quoted him on a job, and they went, oh, that's a bit dear. And then Jeb, see so the same job, ping up about two hours later on the CX, and went, that's that's our job. Look to see who the guy who put the job, who who um, listed the job, posted it, and it turned out to be the guy that we sent in, and she was furious. As it turned out. The guy did the job for them. It went terribly wrong. They rung us back and apologised, and they've never they've never changed from since. They kind of done us a favour, but again, we were not happy. Gemma was really not happy. Uh, Van on the run says, and he said, you know, like when you turn up for the first time and you sort of they go, who are you from? And you go, uh, hang on a second, just check the phone. <laughs> supposed to, I know I'm supposed to check it before I turn up. I forget. Uh, he said, yeah, that awkward moment when you don't remember who you are. I hate that. I try to check the app just before I go into a place. But even then, I often seem to forget. Do you know how many times I'm pulling into an industrial estate and I think, right, and I'll just have a quick look at the POD. Where am I delivering to? I'm delivering to Simplex. Within 10 seconds, I forgot. <laughs> where am I going again? The amount of times. Oh, and the, also the amount of times when people turn around to me and say, what's the date today? I'm like, so I've actually done four jobs today, and every single, you know, I want a multi-drop. You're on my fourth drop every single time I have to check the date. You'd think I'd remember. That's the outside I'm sitting in. Fantastic. Um, anyway, he said, he said, I often forget. I do the approved contractor line. I'm an approved subcontractor, that kind of thing. And like, so most people don't seem to care. Um, but... But don't give too much detail. I only do this if I'm pushed, and I never lie, as I'm terrible at it. Yeah, always tell the truth. It's easy to remember. Uh, one thing to remember about the scenario in your video is if you pick up, may not, is that your pickup may not have arranged the courier. Not yeah, you're right. There's a good chance they probably haven't. It could it could be the delivery point who arranged the courier. Uh, things never go smoothly when this is the case. In my experience, they often aren't experienced. And you are less likely to get good paperwork. You so say you use your own PODs. I just use my own POD pads anyway. I, I know what you're saying. If it's the pickup that's arranged the courier, the delivery address rather than picking a lot of the time I get there and they don't know what it is I'm picking up. And then you've got, I'll just ring the shipper and find out. So you get that to in and fro and cost you 10 minutes, which in a lorry isn't the end of the world. But when I was in a van, it used to upset me massively. Um, uh, Lee Westcott finally says, uh, does it really matter? who you are or where you are from if the job gets done. You'd like to think not, wouldn't you, really? <laughs> you know, worse things happen at sea. But I think it really comes down to the poaching thing. I think people are more concerned. They don't really mind who does it as long as the job gets done well. Um, but they're more concerned about losing their own customers than I would be too. So, right, that's that. Miscellaneous. <clears throat> Lee Westcott again. 
He says, um, he thinks it's time for me to set up my own platform so drivers can join us rather than joining the CX. It's clearly that is where the money is, not driving or shipping. Yeah, that's kind of like saying um, I, I should set myself up as Amazon. <laughs> I think they've kind of got the market sorted at the moment. And um, I think that's also been reflected in the prices. We'll come to that a little bit later on. But, uh, yes, uh, it does make you wonder if there was anybody out there who could actually put a rival platform in place. The difficulty is there are other platforms out there. There are returnloads.net. There are um, shipping and stuff like that. But for the sake of actually having live jobs, they all kind of go on the CX. So to launch your own platform, you'd have to launch it with a mountain of customers. And I don't know anyone who's got a mountain of customers. Well, I do. In fairness, there are people out there, aren't there? There's the um, the Green and Red Lorry Brigade, and um, but they use the CX. So, don't know. But it won't be me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've, got, I've got me around. In fact, I've got to go have a day. Did I mention it? Um, <laughs> Mark Newman says, thanks, Pete. Appreciate your time. Oh, that's fine, mate. Um, did I forget to mention, yeah, right, the CX are, are not doing six-month packages anymore, apparently, but they did give him 15 months for the price of 12. Well, if they're not doing six-month packages, then get the best 12-month package you can. And if you can get a three-month out of them by mentioning my name, please do. Uh, Johnny Van Curia says, oh, that was to do with the video I did with Ben at HBC, which, I mean, I didn't even know when I turned up. But it is, apparently, it's a mine of information, so please feel free to check. I'll do your link, please feel free to check it out. Um, so I've watched this video about 20 times now. It's brilliant, brilliant hive of information. Thanks, Pete, and thanks to Ben. I will pass you in. If I ever see Ben, I will tell him that people really appreciate the time that he put in. I was the one that drove all the way over there and drove all the way back, but let's not mention that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I do this anyway. Um, I'm not bitter. Arpad says, hello, mate. Uh, thanks, Pete, for this week's upload. Suggestion. Um, whoever wants to join the CX could find right now, right, could could find someone who's got small fleet access on our apps and subcontract a percentage, say 10 to 15%. Mate, we did that. We did the Van Gogh network. I didn't even realise I was doing anything wrong. Oh, the backlash. Oh, it wasn't good. And on top of which, it just doesn't work. And I will do you a video explaining why subcontracting on the CX doesn't work. It's, it's massively frowned on by those that have worked really hard to get themselves up and running on the CX because it's like an easy way in. Um, and from a shipper and a courier driver's point of view, it's a nightmare. And I will tell you all the reasons why. I'll do you a little video. Um, Sean Gilmartin says, if you're lucky, one screen per year. Don't follow the site flatbeds or trucks without nets on. Yeah. Um, in fairness, I have tried. I, had, I did ring my insurance company, and they said they would give me some money back. Then I emailed them, and I've heard nothing since. It's going to be like one of those, I'm going to have to fight for this. All right, so we'll see what happens with that one. Um, Lewis Spencer says, hi, Pete. Appreciate the response for my last point. No problem. Uh, been looking at long wheel base vans and was wondering if you would consider what you consider a fair price for a three to five year old van with decent mileage. Keep the videos coming. In a long wheel base, my Luton, I tended to buy Lutons that are about three to five years old with around about 150,000 miles and they tended to be around 10 grand plus fat. Uh, I did buy the first one for five grand plus fat, but that's going back a little while now. I say a little while, it's probably 10 years. Um, and it had it had done 250,000 miles, but did have a new engine. There is a video on buying vans. Please check it out. But on a long wheelbase, I don't know, seven, seven, seven and a half, should get you a tidy one, I would have thought. Might be some vat on that if it's a dealer, but hopefully you'll find a way of getting the vat back. So, Godzilla's. <clears throat> he says, um, do us a favour. He's got, he's got, a, he's got a, 
a Zoom conference call booked with the Traffic Commission. Any ideas what they're looking for? What do they want? It's three hours, and I'm assuming it's a nag to do this session. Um, so, but I'm otherwise. So, has anyone done a conference call with the Traffic Commission? Please let me know what does it involve. Um, I don't know when he's got to do this call, but you know, this only came in during the week, so. Um, hopefully we'll be able to get it in time and I can pass on the information and let him know what he's in for. I think they might book three hours. They might not take three hours. When I had to do my one for, um, I had to do a Zoom conference call after I just got my operator's license so that they're covering themselves so you know what you've got to do. They booked for three hours. It was over in, under, I think it was under two. So you might be okay with that. But I don't know, my friend. But hopefully those out there, the wise guys that know better than me, will be able to let you know. Um... London Creative. Hello, Nick. How you doing? He's got his own channel, London Creative. Um, he's doing videos on editing stuff. He is, I mean, he's that kind of guy. That, um, he's all over the place with like art and um, editing. But if you check out his channel, London Creative, if you put something in the comments, you can. he is the kind of guy that say, how do I edit this? How do I shoot this? He will do you a video trying to explain it. He has got, he's, he's an experienced photographer. He's got a bit of editing that I savvy and he's got time in his hands so if you can check out his channel London Creative and um, like I say any questions if you fire them at him I'm sure he will dedicate his time to sort you out he's a nice guy uh, Keith Chipfield said hi Pete love the vid he said my, my, my pet hate at the moment is shippers who post jobs with postcodes only if you're driving not from that area it's almost impossible to give a quote accurately it seems lazy to me part of the problem is the more information that the shippers give on when they're posting a load, the easier it is for people who you, you wouldn't necessarily have to take the job. But if you see that come up a few times, you think, hang on a second, there's a guy in that area who's um, has a job picking up all the time. Never done a job for this guy, so I'm not I'm not poaching. But I'll tell you what I will do. Next time I'm passing, I'm going to go and drop a load of cards in that area. If you just do a postcode, makes it much harder to find where that job is coming out of. So that's sometimes the way. And also sometimes it just takes a long time to put all the information on the system. The job comes in, want to get a quick quote, stick the postcard, bing. I think, I don't do the posting. Jim, Jim and I will do that. Uh, Longfinger says, tell us how much you earn in the lorries, ins and outs, please. Oh, we'll do. Yeah, sure. Um, I have done one on how much to quote on uh, in a seven and a half ton and vans versus lorries. I would say on the whole, work out what you're taking in a Luton and double it. Double everything. Double the amount of money that you're going to bring in as a gross profit, double the amount of money that you're going to do in expenses, and double the aggravation. The one advantage of having a lorry over a van is there's a lot less handle. There's much more forked on, forked off. The same as I would say in the Luton van to a small van, half it. Half the amount of money that you're making in a Luton van, you'll make half the money, you'll have half the, half the um, overheads and half the aggravation. That's just the rule of thumb. It's not an exact figure. But that's about right. But yeah, I'll do your video on lorries. I'll probably wait until I get into the 18 tonne because, like I say, I've done one on vans worth, vans versus lorries and seven and a half tonnes. Um, but yeah, I, would, I don't mind, mate. I'll get around to doing one. So fine. Um, Kenneth McKenzie says, I pay, thank you for saying, look, that's cool. Um, Right. Has anyone asked what you can make on the CX per week with a seven and a half It's the same same thing again. Yeah, that's the same question as Longfinger just had. Like I say, I, there are videos out there. Um, the long short, in a Luton van, my target for the day was 250. In a lorry, my target for the day is 400, although I can do more. I can do five. Um, with the Aberdeen job. 
Oh, the Aberdeen job. Oh, did I mention the Aberdeen job? Uh, it's worth a lot of money, but the biggest problem I've got with the Aberdeen job is yeah, I make all the money going up there, but getting out of Aberdeen is like trying to get out of the middle of the sea. I have got one Luton job book coming back, but I possibly can co-load that because it doesn't have to be back until like any time Tuesday. So, but anyway, what's your space on the Aberdeen job? Any any hints on where to park in Aberdeen? On the comments on Sunday would be gratefully received because that's where I'm going to be. T. <coughs> Right, Vid, that's right, too. Uh, handball, with handball, you, you do what you can. He said, no, this one on the handball, so I did a video on handball. He said, a bit of exercise after being stuck behind the wheel is good, and it's good for customer relations. Yeah, I think the same thing, yeah. He said, but things to take into consideration with large and awkward items is, are you insured to the point of delivery or covered inside the premises as well? Are you covered medically in case you pull your back out um, or have an accident on the premises? He says, um, in the building train, uh, a rare little con, the cowboy firms are doing house renovations, is to claim for such things against companies delivering. Like, put it in. Get the, get the guy to go. He said, get a customer to sign a quick waiver should hopefully cover this, but not, not for sure. That's a path. Going, right, before I move this box, I need you to sign this. No, what I have got, and I'll, I'll, I've got a laminated sheet. I can't remember where I got it from. And I've got two laminated sheets. I've got one that says, on urgent, one, it says on one side, because I used to do the kidney machines, it's on urgent medical delivery and my phone number. And on the other side, it's on delivery and my phone number. Um... That's for one for when I park in the street and one for when I park in hospitals because I have to ship a kidney machine. You know, it's fair. I wasn't trying to get free parking. I did. I was. I was bona fide on it, like you know. Um, and on the other side, I've got a sheet and it says, "Our driver, this is a curbside delivery. He will take this off the truck and put it on the curbside. Moving it from the curbside is up to you." Because I've had it before, like two pallets of tiles. The thing with each pallet must have weighed a ton. Getting a ton pallet off on a tail lift is not fun. Because you go in, you go in, you go in, you think, if this starts to roll, I'll have to let it go. Because otherwise, it's going and I'm going with it. And then a ton of tiles falling onto the floor and smashing everywhere. That's no fun. Um, but then they turn around and they go, oh, yeah, these boxes need to go in the bedroom. Right, do they? Well, I ain't taking them, are they? <laughs> sort of, or what I will do is I'll ring the shipper and go, right, okay, they want these boxes taken in the bedroom. I'll do it. But the lorry rates is like £40 an hour. All my handboarding is I'm going to be stuck here, 40, 50 quid now. And then you'll get the shipper ringing them up, and then then you get the guy ringing, no, 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 no. You you get your boys to do that. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, take care, take money. He says, I shall try to. Um, James Marshall says, uh, hi, Pete, good Q&A, thank you, mate. Um, he says, I really, you're really helping me start as a courier. Quick question. As a sole trader, is it better to have a company name, i.e. GB Couriers, or a more personal one like Joe Bloggs Independent Couriers? doesn't really matter. What is more important is getting the feedback on the CX, getting the job done. I have got a name for the lorries, which I'm really pleased about. But I ain't saying anything yet because someone might nick it. And I don't even know if we're going to bother Joe. Again, I keep saying to Alan Jan, we can change the name to this. And um, they kind of go, what's the point? <laughs> so, <laughs> what's your space in that one? But yeah, really, it's not. doesn't matter what you call yourself. You can call yourself just by your name. When I was doing the markets, I didn't have a name, you know, like Bits and Bobs or Pete Socks. I just it was called my name. And the customers didn't really care. They just cared that the socks were cheap. Um, Claudia Stelia says, sorry, I forgot that wrong, mate. Um, thanks for the video. Quick question. I, I've got a business management degree, which includes operations management as part of the degree. Will this count as an equivalent for transport management, or do I have to do the 70 pages long-term exam course? I don't know, but I believe transport manager 
and operations management are two different things. Because unless, and you're part of your operations management, you've covered things like driver's hours, work time directive, um, vehicle maintenance. I don't actually know what is involved in transport management degree. I'd have to ask Daniel, superior transport manager. But it is more about driving hours. I think they do tests. Like, okay, we've got three lorries on the road. One's doing this, one's doing this. When should he take his break? When have they got to come back? It's quite involved. I'm led to believe that the pass rate 70%, 17%. So... Yeah, and I've got, I've got a decent guy on the case anyway. So, But no, I don't think so. Anyone who knows better than me, please let me know and I'll pass it on to Claudia. Uh, but um, I don't think it's the same thing. Ian Merrick says, you might need a taco in the near future in a Luton if these EU regulations on two and a half to three and a half tonnes tacos come across the channel. Yeah, this is, this is the fear with it all coming, isn't it? This is the fear with, oh, suddenly there's a zone in London. Suddenly there's a, the, the, the um, new lazies inside the... Um, the, the um, North Circular. Suddenly Birmingham starting, I think, is it June the 1st or July the 1st, centre of Birmingham, there's a zone. There's one in Bath. Go figure, Bath. And then they're talking about Manchester, they're talking about Glasgow. It's all coming. Taco regulations. Just um, poor person's tax. Just trying to get us guys and tighten the screw just a little bit longer. You know, now you've got to change your van. <laughs> now you've got to pay if you got to pay if you want to come in here. Yes, thanks very much, but it's all coming and we'll just have to comply. Um, Steve Campbell. There is a way, oh yes, now we're talking about can you work out the weight on the tail lift? And he said there is a way you can work out, you know, so that you can work out if you're being overloaded or not. There is a way that you can um, weigh a load on your tail lift. Or you, he says, I like this. All you do is, is get a trolley jack and axle stands, lift up the back axle, get a set of bathroom scales placed on the floor, lower the empty tail lift onto the scales, get the weight... And then load, then then add the load to the lift. Take the weight of the tail lift away from from the um, the weight on the scales. Did the bathroom scales go up to like a ton? <laughs> and then just do the whole thing in reverse. The operative, I think, the operative uh, word word the phrase in that sentence is all you do is all I do. I've got, I've got a trolley jack on board. Yeah, I think I'm just going to just sort of drive off, steer a bit, or, or look at it. Look at the springs. If they're smiling, that's good. If they're frowning, not so good. Um, and, of course, you can take it to a Weybridge. You are legally allowed to drive to the nearest Weybridge, drive your van, weigh your van, and if it's overloaded, take it back and go, that ain't going nowhere. I th- I th- yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Um, and Steve Campbell does go on. He says, "Oh, yeah, this is very good. I, I, I hope he's right. Thanks very much, mate." Because I said that if I've got to do my class one, I've got to do. Um, I said I've got to do my medical again. If I don't do it within two years, my theory and my medical are out. And he, somebody said, "No, your theory. Once you've done your theory test, you've done your theory test. You don't have to retake it, which is good news." Steve Campbell says, "You don't have to do uh, medical neither to get a class one. All you need to do is training and test. Nothing else." Which is pleasing. I thought you had to do medicals to drive all the time, but again, just showing my ignorance there. Um, Philip Ferris says, "What's the best fuel card to use?" We use Key Fuels. Um, I think it's Key Fuels. I've got a BP card. I find the BP card is the easiest, um, just because I, I, there's a lot of BP stations. A BP or Shell because there's a lot of BP stations on the motorways. And if I've got a BP card, the other one, it's like the key fuels. You can use Apple Green, and you can use certain petrol stations, and there's an app which will tell you the petrol station you can use, but it's not 100%. I've got, I've got one of their cards, 
And if I pull into, a, if I'm desperate and I pull into a petrol station, I look to see if I, there is one that does. It's, it's key fuels, I think it's called. Um, but with BP, you just know. So you find a BP station. I wait until I'm down a quarter of a tank and I just stop and fill up. Um, and yeah, at the moment I'm up. At, it, it's been clocking up again. I think we're about one pound five at the moment. Let me know what you're doing on your fuel prices out there, guys. It was a pound for a little while, but I think we're one pound five plus. So, uh, Barry Smith, he says there's big big hike in CX for new users. Was ten fifty now is thirteen six five for the year. Like I say, when you ring and get the best deal you can. The thing that I have discovered in life is something is worth what someone is prepared to pay for it. And so if there's a shortage of vans or a shortage of houses, the prices goes up. The CX will charge what they can charge while people keep joining. If the, if the, if the membership slumps, then they'll have to reduce their prices. But obviously, probably, you know, no thanks to me, um, which was never my intention. People are joining. So if they're going to pay it, they will, you will at a point. I know my mate... Um, Simple Brian, he's no longer on the CX. He said, I'm fed up with paying it. And he said, because he's in a position, he's a shipper of old. He's actually doing that motorbikes at the moment. Kind of like that. Um, he said, if I need someone, he rings me. He said, Pete, I've got a job on. He's got his own customers. And he rings me. He's got a few people. He rings, you're free, and I'll just do it for him. And he doesn't need to pay the CX membership. You don't have to pay him. You know, you can find your own ways around it. But at the moment, like I said, I don't know, in the last video or here, um, it's kind of the best platform out there. Yeah, they kind of got the market sewn up a little bit, so it is what it is. Sean Gil Martin says, CX confidence can't be high if, as reported, new starters have to stump up 12 months rather than six months. Um, or have I got it wrong? I found it more... I found it more useful, though, as a way of putting yourself in front of shippers and proving yourself reliable. Yeah, it comes back to what I've said before. People... I, I, I do think... The question does think, why aren't you giving six months, though? I think what they've probably found out, a lot of people join for six months, realise it's not for them, and then drop off. In which case, they've got six months. You might, you might, they might run for a month and realise it's not for them. If you say you've got to join for 12 months, they still might run for a month, it's not for them, but they've still got the whole year in. So I'm not, I am not passing any, any comments or judgment on the way that CX runs its business. They are a business after all, and without them, I wouldn't be in business. So um, Sean Gilmartin says, I, he goes on, sorry, he goes on to say, it's... He says about factoring companies, because we use Skipton's factoring company. Um, he says, I think you'll find that most people don't like factoring companies because um, certain factoring... He, he says he says a factoring company beginning with S, whether he's throwing it to mine or not, I don't know. But a lot of them, pretty much all of them, never stop sending letters even when the invoice has been paid. This is why a lot of shippers don't like factoring companies. We don't use factoring companies because we pay the invoice and then they start getting demands in saying, you haven't paid the invoice. And like, we have paid the invoice. The way we get around that is we do our own credit control. We only really use a factoring company as a bank. So basically bank rolls us so that, you know, they pay the bills so we get the money quicker because we're not haven't got enough money yet and eventually if, if you can wean yourself off the factoring company it's probably a very good idea too but Gemma does the whole credit control herself so and she's we've got a good relationship with our factoring company so we pretty much know what's been paid and well we know what's been paid and what hasn't there's no confusion it's the confusion that winds people up uh, and finally um, Donny Van Courier says um, hey Pete I hope all is well um, he's just ordered a BP card from the UK, and they told him they um, he told him that you sent me, so he has to get out of it. I haven't yet. Like I say, Business Choice Direct do their own insurance company. They give me a few quid sometimes. The circuit mob who I'm working with, they're looking after me, um, and of course I get the adverts. So that's kind of cool. But that's not the reason we do it. We do it. We do it for the good of humanity. 
We do it to help people, help people take care and take money. Wish me luck, I'm in Aberdeen. <laughs>